Hello, and we're back to Filter Optional. I am Chico West. I am the no filter. Yes, and I am Shannon West. I'm the filter. You're the filter in sure. so many different ways yes. in our life. We, I, I, I love when we get together and do podcasts. I do too. And um, today we are celebrating 26 years of marriage on the 26th of August. Mm -hmm. Yes. Is that crazy? Yes. And, um, and today, uh, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but we're going to talk a little bit about how men and women are different. And I can attest uh, after 26 years that men and women are very, very different. I can attest that too. <laughs> I grew up in an all male family, Yes. you know, and then we have two boys and now being married, uh, I can attest to that. You know, wow. I don't have the support of other women around me in my home. Even our dogs are both males. males. Yeah, they like to they like to lift <laughs> their legs. I mean, I have, it's like all, have, they mark their territory. Yes, all of y'all. Yes, we 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 all mark we mark our territory. And when we, when we go on a road trip and we get out of the car and and um we're all like having to go to the restroom. You know, I'm like, unlock the door, unlock the door. And they're all in the backyard peeing because they can do that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I need to be let in the house so that I can go to the bathroom. And they're all like, oh, uh, no, I mean, it, exactly. And they, but it's, it's good. We mark our territory in yeah. the backyard. We don't, we don't actually go to the bathroom in the front yard. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, we, not the front yard. It's no. after pulling yes. them to the back. Yes. Yeah. I, I, that's what we like. I just, I have trouble expressing my needs as a woman and getting those needs met sometimes. So I think we can all kind of relate to that. Yeah. But. So today is August 26th that this episode won't air until, you know, like the 29th or right. 30th. Um, and so we're, uh, you know, we, we've done a lot of episodes. I think this is going to be a hundred and six episode. Yes. And we have special guests here to mark that. 106 episode so that i want to give a shout out before it was like yesterday i i just got back from california looking at maybe doing some things in california and uh mental health collective aaron oliver goes hey how's your podcast i really like it you know and so this is my intro he goes do y'all have you know who who lately have you had guests and i'm going we got guests today that's correct. That's I correct. I love that we have two guests because they will be able to uh, speak to our topic better than we can. Um, because I am on the board of a um, nonprofit nonprofit here in Dallas called ARM. It stands for Adult Rehabilitation Ministries, and um, they, I started working with them when you were still at CASA and I always said, you know, they provide the same ish services that CASA provides at a much, um, more cost, -effective. more cost effective way, but they do such good work that I wanted to be involved. And <clears throat> there is a woman's side to the program called warm, obviously women's adult rehabilitation ministries it's all under the same umbrella as um, arm but they are equals and getting help but as we just talked about men and women are different 
And so we have the <clears throat> executive director for WARM here and an alumni of the program here. And I'm gonna let Cynthia Jackson introduce herself a little bit and talk about WARM so that we can. Cynthia, we're excited to have you here. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Chico and Shannon. Uh, I really uh, appreciate this opportunity to come and tell you my experiences that I've had as the director of the Women Adult Rehabilitation Ministry, known as WARM. Yes. We are an extension, I'd like to say, uh, of the Adult Rehabilitation Ministry. I started there about 10 years ago as the office manager. And from that, I assumed the leadership role of the Women Adult Rehabilitation Ministry, uh, WARM. And it's been in existence for about six years now. Mm -hmm. Warm Arm started 1989. You got it, 1989. <laughs> so it's 32 years that Arm has been in existence. And it's six years we started the women's ministry 2016. So I came on as the director in 2018, two years in the chat. And we have had, since the ministry has started, about a hundred women that have come through that program. And our mission is to transform chemically dependent individuals into uh, a loving, uh, accountable program. It's faith-based, uh, 12 steps that we do. It's a process in a residential setting. So this women's program is actually our first uh, residential setting. It was started probably about seven years after the uh, arm ministry was started. And it was an outreach, mm -hmm. as an outreach program. And it ran for probably about 10 years after that. And then, like I said, just recently, we started the women's residential program. And it's been going on for six years. So we've had about 100 women to come through there. And of that, uh, I would say it's about 50% that have remained uh, sober, have lives clean. They have been able to go and get their children back. They have been able to get new jobs, mm -hmm. training. The process that we have with the women is the same as that of the men. We have three phases. It's primary, where they stay for six months. And then after they graduate from that, they go into the aftercare program and that's an additional six months. And then for sometimes they may have a relapse and those women and men are allowed to come back and that's the innovation process. So that's the three phases that we have. And the innovation process is for those individuals to kind of refocus, to get back and reestablish what their goals were and get back on track to go out. I am real excited about the women's uh, portion of it it's because there are a lot of women who are in need of treatment. But as we have discussed earlier, there are barriers. Yes. That so prevent them. I And I wanna get in those barriers, but you have someone sitting next to you. Who is that? You wanna introduce her? Yes, I do. This is one of my superstars, I call her. <laughs> yes. She is a graduate of the uh, women's program. She came through our program and her name is Miko Nails. Hello, how are y'all? 
Um, my name is Miko Nails. Um, I graduated in June 2020. So oh, right during the pandemic. Yes. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> at least I wasn't there during the pandemic because I don't know how they could, they are they're doing it. I'm I'm very proud of the women and men that are there now because it's so hard not to be able to go to meetings and interact with other connect. At, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Hard. And so you were already there and you were you had community and you were building community. Yeah. So tell us a little about your story. Um, my daughter came to the program first. Um and she graduated the program, did a year, and she prayed me into the program, basically. <laughs> um, I'm on everybody's prayer card every day because <laughs> she wanted her mommy back. And she came and picked me up off the streets in June of 19 and told me she wasn't taking me back again. So she brought me to Miss Jackson and was like, Miss Jackson, you help my mom. And they helped me, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I have since then got two jobs. I just been promoted to a general manager position at a trampoline park. Awesome. So I am very overwhelmed and very excited for this new phase of my life. Well, so you have a couple yeah. years of sobriety, you have your family restored, you have, you know, a job, you're not living on the streets, you have your own housing and everything else. I'm working on my own house, but I have my car, I have my family back. Awesome. Have, yeah. Man, yeah. praise God. Yes. Yeah. Praise. <laughs> that's that's yeah. one of our goals when they come through the program is that we want them to get uh, reconnected with the community. We help them do that. That's at six months that they come through there. They get jobs. They save money. The first four months that they're there, we want them to actually come into and get acclimated into the program with all of the classes that we have. You know, we have NAAA classes. We now do the life skill classes. We have a licensed professional counselor who is there. So they receive uh, counseling, the counseling. counseling. They also receive uh, the psych psychiatric evaluation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the mental evaluation part. So we partner with that. So they get a lot of. So it's in some ways, it's kind of like uh, the second step, you know, in the big book. You, do you know the how the second step is in Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, we, uh, we, we came, came to, to believe, believe that a power greater than, a ourselves, power greater than ourselves could restore, restore us to sanity. sanity. There, there's an old sanity. saying in, in that is like, first we we have to come, mm -hmm. then we come to. And so in a, in a lot of ways, when you're out there using and on the streets, you know, it takes a while to come to. All, all the drugs and the alcohol get out of your system and then you come to believe. So yeah. that's that kind of that three phase process that exactly. you're talking about. It's exactly. like, Miko, you, you first, you know, your daughter took you there, you know, you first came and then you came to, yeah. you know, you, your, your head in those first four months, like clarity, some get, clarity. getting some clarity. And mm -hmm. then you got some, uh, some little gifts and you go, okay, I can do this but because I, I imagine when you were on the streets, you didn't think it was possible. No. Well, no. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the barriers specific to women because, you know, we concentrate so much on men. I feel like I've uh, had men's programs. Yes. We've talked about men's programs. We've had, we've had OB, you know, the director of, of, of arm. We had, uh, you know, pastor Parker, it started through golden gate. Yes. He was on here as well. That's but I true. think, I I've think before we continue on to talk about it. I think that everyone, I mean, we're here to talk about warm and, and what they're doing in the community and all that kind of stuff, but every woman or 
um, person that has women in their life should listen to this because we need to educate the masses on the barriers that women face and why they aren't seeking treatment. I, I, I like barriers. Yeah. I like also obstacles. Obstacles. Yeah. Yes. I, I think mean, women, I literally, obstacle, I, yeah. I was, I was talking to uh, a woman that runs a program. I think I shared that with you. That's, you know, her name's Kathy. She's been sober a long time. And, you know, since the seventies, she runs a women's program out in California. And we were just talking about this before even coming on here, just about different barriers and obstacles that women have. So what, what do you, what do you see Shannon as some of those barriers and obstacles? Well, um, I see obviously biology as an obstacle, as far as, um, women's, um, bodies, their responses to substances, you know, how they metabolize, alcohol. Do you want to break drugs. that down for yeah, you real I would quick? I like that because yeah. yes. And so it, you're the pro. <laughs> so it, it, like it, it's real easy. If you look at it this way, um, you know, it, if you have a woman that weighs 150 pounds and a man that weighs 150 pounds, they drink the same amount of alcohol. Uh, the woman's blood alcohol content will be higher than the man's. Exactly. And so they're, they process it a lot, you know, a, a lot slower. They, they get intoxicated quicker. They might not look intoxicated because of tolerance and, you know, appear kind of functioning and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if a man, 150 pounds drank three, you know, three equivalent shot and a half or beers or whatever, he might have a, a 0 six or something, but a woman would have a 0.10, you know, and be legally intoxicated to drive versus a man, right? you know, and so it's wild. And so there's that, there's that, the biology of it. And then also, can you speak a little bit to how a woman, a woman's um, disease can progress faster than a man's? Yeah. And, and, you know, it, yeah, the the progression, well, we know that that addiction is a progressive disease. Okay. And so it, it progresses faster, um, you know, with, with the biology, with the, with how they metabolize, you know, the substances and stuff like that, but it, it'll progress faster, uh, in other ways where there might be, you know, sneakier behavior and stuff like that as well. Yeah. And then, so uh, again, just sticking to the biology, we obviously women are the ones that carry children. Yes. I mean, as much as the world probably would like to, you know, anyway, that's, a, that's different a whole different podcast, topic. <laughs> <laughs> a whole different topic. This, what does the CDC refer to it as um, birthing people or something? It's like, yeah, no, it's they're like, women. Okay. It's women. <laughs> it's women right now today. I think but, that's an obstacle. I think that's, that's an, an ob- obstacle because but pause for a second. Okay, I think sorry. that's a po- obstacle. And I don't know about y'all. I'd love to get your input as like all of a sudden, you know, the, the CDC is, is saying birthing people instead of, no, we are different men and women are different. And it's like, why are we trying to change that? You know, what God created, you know, I mean, do, do y'all see that? Does that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, women do, uh, we can care with the fact of the word that you use versus us birthing children, yes. having children, we can endure a lot more pain when we do that and we go through that. I was reading an article, I think a couple of days ago that was saying, if God had made everybody equal where men could be able to actually birth mm-hmm. children, 
so they would understand and see the pain of what we all would go through, what the women actually go through. Women, when we talk about addiction and uh, the barriers of what they have, because women deal with the pain aspect of it so much, uh, they will tend to get, and I think I was reading something also about CDC was saying it's with the meth and cocaine, it's about 50-50% of that. But with alcohol, as you were saying, uh, the women will appear more intoxicated than a man being the same weight, same size because of our bodies, what we can handle and what we cannot handle. So it makes a difference. Well, and I, and I like what women, you said. Real quick, just to top that off, if women are pregnant and they're using, they get blamed. They get blamed like they're unfit mothers and all that kind of stuff. The dad is, if he's out using or whatever, he's not blamed for anything that happens to the unborn child or, you know, the consequences of that. It's the but women, like what, yeah. what Cynthia's saying is like, women, y'all, when y'all do bear children, y'all are able, I don't know what God did, but y'all are able to, go through those birthing pains. You know, the Bible talks about it, you know, like a, a woman. And it's like, and I, I don't know it. I've watched it. Okay. That's like, that's about it. But it's like, you, you go through those pains and then there's the joy right afterwards. And it's like, you forget about all that pain. But I think some of that is one of the barriers that keeps women, you know, from getting help. Right. You know, and it that's, is. and that's just me because I think since women can go can endure so much physical pain they can in some ways they can endure a lot of emotional and and mental pain as well when it comes to addiction and cover it up does that make sense miko yes i mean i was homeless for three years um and um i would rather instead of asking anybody for help i would just be out there and i mean not eating digging through dumpsters sleeping on the street I would rather do that than go ask a friend, hey, can I sleep at your house or can I do this? And also, you know, it's now it's like your weight. I know if, okay, somebody tells me I'm overweight, I can know I can go get one and I can lose 15 pounds. And we do that, you know, so now it's I'm, I'm comfortable with what I how I look. Um, recovery hot, they say, <laughs> 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 because. I'm happy and I love myself today because I know that I don't need to go out and use nothing. Yes. But those are feelings every woman has is that we don't want to ask for help because mm -hmm. we think we should have it all together. We've done podcasts on asking for help and asking for what our needs are. We don't ask for what our, what we need. And, and society, um, I think a lot of times fuels it as well. You know, it's like, uh, I, I don't know about y'all, but some of those barriers and obstacles, because Shannon was, you know, we were, we were talking about this and it's saying, you know, uh, women are catching up in the, you know, addiction to get help. I go, I think just women, you know, there's, there's a lot of shame placed on women. If you exactly. do ask for help. Exactly. Yes. Because and that's like, why, 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 why did you give your children? <laughs> yes. You know, right. or why weren't you there for your children? You know, because I, I just gave my kids away here. Y'all take care. Somebody else take care of them because I'm going to go get high today. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I feel this. I feel the guilt and shame from that because I did abandon my children. So now they have they go through mental issues. I my oldest daughter, like I said, she brought me to the program and she me and her used together, you know. Yeah. So and now it's just, a, you know, and you have to go through, you know, forgiving yourself and, you know, God's forgiven us. And, you know, my daughters forgave me, but you have to forgive yourself and love, learn to love yourself again. 
Yeah. It was, and on top of that, it's just on top of that is like, I love what you're saying, Miko, is you have to forgive yourself. You have to do those things, but it's, it's an addiction, Yes. you know, and as an addiction, uh, lots of, you know, lots of things get in the way of our, uh, you know, of our own, uh, stuff. Uh, and so when, when we have, we have that, it's like, it's not, it's not that you're a bad mom. It's not that you're a bad, you know, person or any of those things. It's that, you know, you had an addiction and the addiction took over, Yeah. you know? And so we, we see that all the time. So those barriers happen, uh, wherever, wherever we are, I think they're just more exploited in with women. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, they are more exploited because um, men seem to get away with like disappearing and helping themselves and, you know, you know, well, what and I mean? that's where I think there's this cultural shift. I mean, and Cynthia, you said it, it's like uh, earlier, I don't know if you said it on this podcast, because I'm confusing when we were talking before. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, these women get their, their children back. You said it, Miko, I give my children back. Mm -hmm. You know, I see men, you know, oh, they get their, you know, what do we say? Oh, we, the men get their dignity back. They get their job back. They get their self-esteem and then, oh, and their family. It's like fourth or fifth on the list. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like the first thing we say about women is, oh, they get their children back. Mm -hmm. Right. And we That's also, um, downplay a lot of the, um, their women's problems because what's put out there and especially on social media now like if you watch tiktoks or you know whatever's out there whatever they're like we want you know this is mommy's juice you know this is this is a mom it's wine time you know or whatever and rosé all day and you know <laughs> it, you you joke about mom's drinking because they need to take the edge off or they're coping with stress or they you know they just have to need to sleep. They need to sleep. And so when we, you downplay that, it's like, even when like Miko's homeless and like, I can't take care of my kids right now. And she's, but she's thinking, she's not thinking like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to have a little glass of wine to, you know, take the stress away it's harder to address. I don't, I'm sorry. I, I'm not making my point very well, but it's harder for people like Miko to seek help when all around her are people just like, Hey, you know, we can drink cause we're moms and we, you know, this is what we do. We kind of joke about it too much. I think maybe we're dealing with the stress. I think a lot of the barriers of why women don't seek help or don't seek help going to treatments is one is the shame, what you were saying. Uh, it's the culture of what we're living in. It's kind of like they don't get the support that the men do. Uh, it's a factor of the family will say, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this. You, you're a mom. They expect a lot more from women. So because the women decide, well, I don't want to seek treatment because first of all, it's shame. I bring shame to myself, shame to the family. Uh, I'll lose my children. There's finances, the fear of losing their jobs, their fear of losing their homes, their houses. And it's kind of what society says. So they figure goes back to, I can handle this. I don't want to get out there. I don't want to go to treatment, even though I may need treatment, but I don't want to go to treatment because I don't want to bring shame to my family. 
Yeah. I'll lose my children. Well, and I think that's a big one is, is that losing children. It's like they there's a, and you know, I believe a lot of addiction, yes, shame-based, but it's also fear-based. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, yes. I'm fearful who is going to take care of my children yeah, if I get exactly. help. Right. Exactly. You know, and so there's this fear of, you know, I, a lot of times men, if they have, you know, young kids and stuff like that, they're not fearful of who's going to take care of their kids because the wife's going to do that. Yeah. Right. The you mom. know, y'all are caretakers. You're, you know, you can't, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 53 years old and my mom can't stop being mom. You know, it's just like, okay, you know, I have my own wife and 26 years married and my own kids. And I mean, she's just mothering all the time. You know, it's just that that's just human nature. There's a difference right there. Right, right. Completely. Yeah. And so those barriers get in the way a lot of times. And what I, I believe another barrier is, uh, you know, I love your story, Miko. I also see that this other barriers, uh, women, you know, that, that don't get help is they're, they're hiding, they're better at hiding their addiction. It it might go to the extremes that you went to Miko, but there's a lot of women out there. It's, it was pretty evident when your daughter picked you up in June of 19, you're living on the streets. I'm not bailing you out. I mean, hello, you, I mean, there, no one, you got to get a treatment denying that. Correct. I'm an, I'm a 24 year addict. So for 24 years, for 21 years, I hid it. I yes. was hot in the bathroom, hot in the closet, hot in the bedroom and lock the doors. Kids are at school, you know, but eventually it gets to the point where I can't afford a house. I lost the house. I lost the car. Right. I lost everything. Yeah. So there was there was signs, you know, 15 years ago that your addiction was prevalent, but you were good at covering it up. And you probably had people in your life that kind of downplayed it, discounted it. You know, maybe people even intervened at different times, but you said for 21 of the 24 years, it was, you know, off the rails, you know? Um, so those last three years is when you ended up on the streets. And so what, what we're trying to say today is, you know, I, I love that warm helps women off the streets, but it also can help women that were like you for those first 21 years and that it's exactly. all right to get help. Right. Exactly. Right. You know? exactly. And so, and that's what we want them to know that we are here. Yes. yes. Arm is here. It's an extension of arm, just like the men need the help and the support. The women do too. And yes. that the women adult rehabilitation ministry, we're on site. Yes. We are here. Same location as the, the men, Yep. as they call down in the bottom. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we, we are there and we are that extension of the arm program to where there are so many women and we just want them to know that, hey, there is help, there is hope, uh, and we're here to su- supply that. And, and and here's the other thing is, I, I don't know, this is just, maybe maybe I'm too old school, maybe I'm too, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I like that, that warm and arm are separate, but one. Does but, that make sense? Yes. Yeah. You know, that there's, they're, they're two separate programs, but they're one program. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, and I, and, and I, and I think what you mean by that is that they are two separate programs because they have to be treated a little differently with women and men, but they're equal. And there's, there's a tendency in a man's world to, <clears throat> you know, view things as like, 
we talk about it under the umbrella, like warm is under the umbrella of arm. And I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, like you being a man, but, um, <laughs> but they're really equal. They are different, but equal. And sometimes that gets a little, it's like, let's take care of the, let's take care of the men first. Like let's, we're filling those beds. Let's like fill those beds. It's like, we can fill the women's beds. We just need people to know that we're here. Yes. And, and I, I want to get back to that. I, but my point was a a little different. That's all right. Um, and what, what I was saying is I was out in California and there's a, a program that, you know, that's, uh, has two programs, a women's program and a men's program. They're both, you know, they're both the same name, but they separate them. You know, they're, you know, probably five blocks apart, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I like what they were saying is like with women, women, uh, and, and I think one of the obstacles that women have in recovery and Miko helped me out because I like what you were sharing is Men, it's easy for men to build community with other men in recovery. Mm-hmm. Women tend to want to build, uh, re- you know, community with men when they're early on. You know, they they want to get that deal. I think that's an obstacle that gets in the way. What I like about that program that I was at in California is like uh, the the CEO of the program was trying to say, hey, let's get the men's and women's programs together for, you know, this barbecue. And the women's director was going, no, we're going to keep them separate because right now they're early in recovery and they'll get too focused on those guys. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's like that at the warm. I mean, arm ministries too, because uh, they don't want us fraternizing. Exactly. Because we we're we're new in recovery. So we're, we, we come from the streets to where we cling to other people that were, were alike. So, okay. If I go, you know, he'll give me cigarettes or he'll give me some money or, you know, so they try to keep it separate, but we teach, we learn, we, we learn all together. Yes. But we have to have our boundaries and they have to, you know, and accountability. So they're, they're give us enough freedom so we can prove our, prove to ourselves that we can achieve our goals and we don't need a man today. And yeah. that's, that's the thing. That's where I think that that sense of community comes in. And I don't know, Cynthia, you can respond to this as well. It's like, man, like at arm, you know, guys, you know, to build community and, and it's in, you know, in their phases, but sometimes it's, it's playing a pickup basketball game, you know, or, you know, doing some kind of sports activity. Women sometimes struggle with that early in recovery. You know, I've dealt with, I've worked with a lot of different women in early in recovery. They, they, when I met with them individually, I go, you need to get a female sponsor. You need to hang out with other exactly. women. You need exactly. to do this. He goes, I don't like women. They're all bitches. You know, that's what they, they say. And that's part of that um, barrier. Yeah. Part of when you say community, we try to get the women. And that's why we have in the warm house. It's that, yes, we have when they first come in there is that we're one really, but we are separate. As Shannon says, uh, we have the same classes. We teach the same classes, the NA, the AA, they go together that. But then when it comes to activity, outside activity, that's where that separation comes. And then we have different classes set for women to where they learn to set boundaries. They learn to respect themselves. They learn to say, you know what? I can do this without- A man. There you go. There you you go. know, and so yeah. it's like, 
is like guys, you know, when I had gas and house or other things like that, or Casa is like, you know, I, these guys, we could come up with different, you know, fun activities and stuff like that. It's like with women, sometimes it's like for, for you early in recovery, how do I, how do I interact with other women that, you know, we both enjoy it. I look at your nails. They're, they're beautiful (laughs) and stuff like that is maybe sometimes it's like, how to have like pampering days. Yes. So that's what we, that's what Cynthia and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. And I have talked to, um, a nail salon in the, in the neighborhood and I'm working with them to offer that kind of stuff. And we're going to try to offer that Mm -hmm. because of course a man would say, well, I mean, it was easy. It was easy to think of stuff for to do with the guys because you're a guy. Yes. So it was easy Mm -hmm. to think of stuff that y'all would want to go do. But it's easy for women to think of what women yeah. want to do. They just need to be heard. But but at the same time, Shannon, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. But it's like women can yeah. you go to the nail salon by yourself, you know, and so it's yeah, no. you can do some of that stuff. But I like seeing when you have when to I'm, organize you, the activity. Yes, yes. You, right. you get other women and you can be getting your nails done, but you can socialize and interact and learn exactly. how to have relationship and community. Yeah. And I like what you said, Miko, before we got on is like, you want to give back, you want to share your story, you want to, you know, do what the 12th step talks about yeah. having had a spiritual way. So like, uh, uh, we have a group of alumni women that get together, and we'll go do lunch. Mm-hmm. And we have a chat that we all chat on to experience, you know, if we go, if we have a problem today, we can express ourselves. And we're just out there to reach out to each other. Um, I come back, I go to the, you know, the arm program to share with the women. If I have ups, they've seen me get my jobs. They see me get the car. They see me do this, do that. But when I have a bad day, when I have my breakdown, I'm overwhelmed in my, you know, my, my mind is going crazy. I I come back and be like, Hey, you know, this is real. Like this is happening. And I'm self-sabotaging myself thinking I'm I'm not worthy. I'm not going to make it. And I'm like reaching out to them. I'm like, you know, but I don't have to get high today. I can come and talk to y'all because y'all are going to be like, Miko, we'll pray for you. Right. Miko, we're going to walk through this with you. Um, you know, when I or was maybe like, even take it further is like, Miko, OK, what part are you playing in this? You know, where mom, people yeah. are, you know, maybe helping and challenging you. Yeah. And that right. part, and, you know, and like when I was in the program, we would go shopping just to go to just to get out, just, yes. go, yes. just yes. go to Walmart and walk around and go grocery shopping. We love that. And that yes. was just what we, you know, go to follows and go buy some clothes or DDs just to get out of the house or get yes. away from the, just to be women and feel like a woman. Yes. So that's the community. That's the building, the relationships. And that's one thing that we focus on, too, there for the women. We have the classes all together. But then there are certain times we have our own separate groups. We have our own separate outings. Uh, we also have another uh, group that comes down and when you talk about the activities, the basketball and stuff, we they do volleyball and they do that together. Yeah. The men and the women and we kind of combine that. So there is a distinction. We always want to make sure that the women know women are different. There's a little bit extra that they need that the men say may not need. Men like to, some men maybe like to go and do shopping and what have you. Yep. But for us to be different, you can't do 24 hours a day of just grinding and learning uh, the material, learning how to stay clean and all that. That's something that both men and women need to do. I, and and you made, you, you brought up something that just 
you know, brought back a memory when I was working in an outpatient program 25 years ago. I had this woman that got out of primary treatment. She was doing IOP. I was her counselor, you know, and she came in and we did an individual session and she goes, Chico, I don't know how to go grocery shopping without having a toddy. You know, I always had, and she mm. called it a toddy. You know, she always had a mixed drink going in grocery shopping for her, her mm. kids and her husband. And she's going, I, and so it's like, those are the differences, you know, just, you know, the necessities we need food and we need to go get the food for our house. And men aren't thinking that. No. You know, and exactly. so there's that difference but right men there. Men also don't right. think it's calming to walk through Walmart. I can find a, <laughs> I can find a great sense of calm just walking the aisles of Walmart. And so right there's a difference. I like With that we're car. laughing about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's it, it's y'all's right. way of of kind of tuning out. You know, our way might be tuning out on the golf course, on the basketball court, you know, you know pitching horseshoes whatever yeah. the situation is mm-hmm. playing cards yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. learn about triggers mm-hmm. and everything was a trigger for me yeah. i did drugs for 24 years going outside in the wind blowing <laughs> i had to go get high like <laughs> the sun came up i have to go get high today the sun's going down i need to get high today right. you know and so everything in and my that's life why i like change i i like that you say that miko because i'm you know i used to be about triggers but triggers are everything mm-hmm. you know when you're in your disease yeah. so it's it's just like it's life it, it's a good it's day life. get high it's a bad day get <laughs> high right. you know it's raining get high it's it's, it's sunny get high right. you know it's the perfect kind of california weather 70 degrees yeah you know, it's get high. Right, get high right you know so, so they don't need the, like, the things of of what turns uh people on to a uh, women on to getting uh, drugs or alcohol. You just said it, it's a good day. But there's stress, there's pressure, there's mm-hmm. depression. Those are things that drive women to, yes. to the uh, drug effect. They are right. introduced at an early age. A lot of them go through trauma. Yes. Uh, and they have nothing, no one to reach out to. They have no one to speak with. Uh, so they turn to drugs. Well, and I, I like that we're talking about this. So. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I got three women in front of me. It, it's like, <laughs> there's this, uh, you know, it, I think women are harsher on other women, you know, and we yes. pass, we yes. pass yes. judgment. And so today on this, on this podcast, I really want to challenge y'all before I, I ask for y'all to give money that are listening is to really think about, man, ha- maybe one of my friends, instead of passing judgment, maybe they have an addiction issue. You know, maybe it's this sense of, you know, maybe they're they're struggling and they've been hiding it for so long that they don't know. Does that does that make sense to y'all? Yeah. I mean, are you saying are you saying that um, instead of admitting that I might have a problem, I'm just going to pass judgment? I I'm saying that, but what I'm saying is to the listeners out there, they don't have a problem, right? You know, to how, how they view their friends that might be struggling, you know, to get out of that mindset of, well, maybe that woman that I, that's my friend. Yes. It goes back to that whole, um, analogy of if your friend calls you and tells you she was just diagnosed with cancer, what are you going to do? You're going to start a meal plan for, you're going to, you know, you're going to offer to take care of her kids. You're going to do everything else. But if, if your friend calls you and says, I'm a drug addict and I'm going to go get help, you're like, Oh, 
Wait. It's not. And, and they, and a lot of us don't understand that it's, it's, it's not about choice. It's an no, allergy right. of the body and an obsession of the it's mind. Right. You know, and so right there, it's that disease. And I think it at, at our core as women and moms, I know that Miko didn't want to give up her kids. I, oh, for sure. She I saw the wanna, tears in her eyes she didn't as she was her sharing kids. her story. We have got to understand that as women and as moms, and we have to support each other instead of judging each other, because we know at our cores, moms don't want to give up their children or lose their children. They don't want to be on the streets. They don't, women, they, they, women don't want that. And, and I, I saw the same they thing you saw that. sitting in this room here and Miko share her story. And I didn't want to, I, I did not put my counselor hat on and go, okay, <laughs> Hey, well, really what's those, those tears, but it, in yeah. her heart of hearts, her addiction took over and she, you gave up your kids, but that's not who you are, yeah. you know? And it's like, it's not who you are at yeah. all. And it, and it's like, man, that that's how powerful addiction is. For 21 years, you, what we might call a functioning addict, but not, not really, but it, it got unfunctioning, you know, those last three years yeah. and went to some dark places, but it's like, that's not you. That was the disease. Well, and exactly. as women, we can be vulnerable. Like my drug of choice is people pleasing and, um, you know, uh, yeah. productivity, <laughs> um, and control um, and checking things off are, a list. Yeah, those yes, are my she's a list choice. check. And so, but you know, my life kind of became unmanageable when I operate in that people pleasing and control and everything else. I, I lost control of, uh, it wasn't substances for me particularly, but I lost control of everything. I mean, I have an autoimmune disease. I physically have shown up that way. And I just, I have longed for community of other women to support me in that, but yeah. I've been afraid to admit it because I'm supposed to have it all together. I'm supposed to, you know. And that's the thing I think where we go back to when you were talking about uh, other women judging women, we don't cry out for help. We don't seek that help for fear of being Judge. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. If I had my bell, it's that yep. fear. It's that fear. It's that fear judged. of being it judged is. by my peers, my gender peers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, ah, oh, so I don't ask for help. I, you know, I end up on the streets. Yes. The and last thing I ever wanted. And you know, like I'm doing what I know. So I'm I'm bipolar, manic. And I didn't know I knew all this, but I didn't know all this until I came to the warm program right. because they give me that that support and they help me go to innovations and they get me on my medication so I don't have to self-medicate so right that helped me stay on get off my roller coaster because I'm right. going you know going crying and happy sure. and mad and <laughs> all in five minutes and you know and I'm grateful for that because if not I would I would still be getting high today because yeah. I don't know how to control my emotions sure oh my goodness sure. and it, I think you know Miko I there's this, this 21 year old young lady that I know where she works and her, uh, you know, the people at her job reached out to me. She's not an addict, but she's gone through all this trauma and, you know, ha has lived in some unhealthy neighborhoods in mm -hmm. the Dallas area. And her brother was in a gang and got shot and she saw his, you know, he's dead. Yeah. And she was been abused by her dad and I got her help with a counselor and with innovations and 
And man, I saw her the other day and she's smiling. And I think I don't want her to, you know, go to self-medicating, yeah. you know, because addiction could take over and she is the sweetest young lady. And I just, I mean, and I, I, she, I brought her into my backyard and opened up and go, I want to get you help. And we sat outside and Shannon was looking at me, talking to her and I tear up because it's like, she could be, you know, she could end up, you know, down the road yeah. where you are. And it's yeah. like, man, she is, she's alive. So it's, it's getting help for women. And she was so afraid to ask for that. help. Yeah. 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 Because we don't, she's we there. don't want to ask. Right. Yes. We don't, we don't want to be the weak one, right? A burden. That part. Yeah. 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 And so I, I think about this, I'm hoping everybody's still uh, listening and it's like, it, it's incredible what arm does warm does and and today yes i mean you know arm gets money but i i'm asking today that uh y'all you'll make checks or you go online and uh give money but put warm down in the in the uh you know and in it's the memo so part easy to give it's, online it's so easy it, to and give online. do the same thing but the, the crazy thing is y'all help women at an incredible cost. One month to sponsor a woman is 500 bucks. You know, for yes. the six months is $3,000. That I know people that are listening right now that that would be easy for them to do. Mm. And so it, it's like, man, I really want to challenge people today to pray, to talk to your spouse, to go, hey, what, what can we give? You know, Shannon and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it online. We Cynthia, I don't know if you know this, but we're gonna give five thousand two more. You know, and so that is that is our commitment. I hope I can Thank get you. I I'm hoping I can get five people to match what Shannon and I are giving. You yes. know, and so I love that. that is, you know, that's our commitment because we love to see people restored, yes. you yes. know, and and you know, and thriving now. You're not just surviving. You were surviving on the streets, yeah. but now you are thriving, Nico. She is. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have, you're having your, you know, you're having your feelings. You know, yeah. the, the old uh, saying of what sober means. Son of a bitch. Everything's real. Now we have, you know, it's real, but right now it's like, you can give uh, to warm, which is part of arm and it's armdallas.org. A R M Dallas.org. That's okay. Our website. That is the website. the website. You can mail a donate check button. or you can donate on the donate button. But I'm really challenging everybody. Or you can contact listening. us personally, Chico and myself, or filter optional at gmail.com. Yes. Um, but yeah. And, and so we can tell you how to. And, and if you're doing that, we would love to see that. We would love to yes. see as much because, man, it's, we, we want to get out like what we're doing today and, and let other women know it's all right to get help. Yes. Let other women Definitely. know that, hey, there is help out there, exactly. that your life can be restored, restored. Mm -hmm. you know, that you can, uh, you can feel like a woman again. Yes, yes. Yes. You know, and so those kind of things, it's like, I, I get excited. I, to, to sit yeah. here in y'all's presence and truly feel honored oh, to, to be, you know, a part of this. Thank you. I, yeah. I am so, uh, I don't know, overjoyed. <laughs> uh, and I am very appreciative to have this platform 
to be able to speak to those women. And you, I couldn't have said it better than you. There is help, there is hope. Uh, there are women out there who need it. And to all of the listeners on your podcast, uh, yeah, as he said, you can go online to the armdallas.org website, click on the donate button and just make sure you put in the bottom part, uh, the memo section that this is exactly for, for warm. And that's what we're trying to do to support those women. And it's just like, it's only $500 a month, but believe it or not, there are women who can't even afford that. Of course. That's yeah. one of yeah, the, I mean, the downfalls. So if you're uh, so willing and uh, able, capable, yeah. please do that. Please Thank do that. So because, much, Chico. Oh, yeah. Cynthia, it's, it's really, it's really yeah. Shannon and, as well. I mean, yes. she's been fired up about this. I know y'all have, know. have, you know, built a good little relationship. I yes, get excited yeah. about I that. So you know. Well, yep. I'm going to be reaching out. And so all you listeners, we're going to be talking about needs that need to be met. Yeah. And there's a lot of other, in needs. addition and, to the financial needs. Yeah. And, and yes. what I like is man, uh, Cynthia and her team and the other people at arm are prayer warriors, you know? And so when Miko, you're going through there, they're praying for you, you know? And so okay. it's like those, those same things is like, let, let's get out there and help. There's a lot of great opportunity to see people's lives changed, Yes, yes. you know? Yes. And so uh, the other thing is you can, you can listen to us. So Cynthia and Nico, if people have Spotify, you can share this episode with them or iTunes. iTunes. You can share this episode. And it'll be on our YouTube page. And so people can go and watch, you know, I don't like watching because all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, I have a double chin, you know, but oh, come on, uh, you know, but I do like watching that. I look really young. Okay. I think so. It's time to wrap up. Yes. Uh, but I uh, thank y'all. And until next time, filter optional out. Thank you.